Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Today, at the request of some of my followers on Instagram, I am bringing back a topic we touched on really early on in my podcast production schedule. I'm pretty sure this may have been like the third or fourth episode, but today we are talking about dating yourself. So there could be a little bit of overlap from that previous episode, but I'm going to try to dive into this concept a bit more because people really wanted me to touch less on how to date yourself and more into what the purpose of it is. So that's what we're going to focus on today. And when I talk about dating yourself, really the idea that I'm trying to instill is becoming comfortable with yourself. And if you're already a confident person, you're probably like, oh, but I'm already comfortable with myself. Like, I love myself. I'm a boss ass bitch. I am all that is, you know, everything. And if you're really lucky, you mean this and you genuinely love being you. However, sometimes a lot of us say things and we think things and we believe them intellectually. Like, we know that we are so worthy and so fucking valuable. But our actions tell us a very different story. We're not doing things for ourselves that show us that we love and value ourselves. And dating yourself is an important growth factor for manifestation. You will be so much more successful in manifesting the shit that you want when you are totally aligned and creating from a healthy mindset. And a healthy mindset is driven by self-worth, self-love. So what do I mean about actions of someone who appreciates themselves? Well, if you checked out the last episode of this, you know that one of my answers to this is to date yourself. And I do mean this both literally and figuratively, by the way. But what tends to happen is people are like, oh, don't worry, I love myself. Like, I am all that there is. I have so much self-worth and so much self-love. But then you tend to put your own needs second to others consistently. Or you keep allowing your ego to take the steering wheel and drive a lot of your life. So ways that might show up are not putting boundaries in place with certain people. Maybe it's with someone that you think that the relationship that's like hierarchical at some point. And so maybe you struggle to put boundaries in place with a boss or a a spouse You know, maybe you have some stuff around a past romantic relationship where you struggle to maintain those boundaries. 
And it could be boundaries with yourself too. Like maybe you're one of those people where you're always like, I want to wake up at this time every single morning and I want to kickstart my healthy routine. And then you find ways to self-sabotage and you're not sure why that is. Or maybe you want to really eat healthy and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, you have an emotional moment and then you just completely collapse and you have to start your diet all over again. Actually, diet's not the right word. I hate that word. You have to, you then feel as though you have to start something over or that you've disappointed yourself. Or going back to the topic we talked about last week, maybe you're feeling tired and you're like, your body's just screaming at you to chill out and to rest. And you're just like, I don't have time for that. I need to X, Y, Z. I need to do this, that, and the other. So great that you want to be productive. However, you have to allow yourself to tune in and listen to yourself and what you need. And the reason I talk about dating yourself so much is because it really starts to get into that. It really gets you into that mindful practice of checking in. And so when I say dating yourself, I'm not talking about just sitting down, watching Netflix or checking social media or anything like that. It's not about finding ways to pass time with yourself. It's not about finding something to occupy your mind. That's the exact opposite of what we want. We want your dating yourself time or the the moments in which you take yourself on dates. We want that to be about self-exploration. How often do you spend quality time with yourself? And I'm talking about intentionally doing this. So not just sitting in the doctor's office waiting and being like, oh, okay, this is me checking in. This is me dating myself. It needs to be intentional. You need to create space to check in and get to know yourself better and allow yourself to use this time to reassess what's working for you and what is not in your life. So using the examples I gave earlier, if you're struggling to wake up at a certain time, really asking yourself, why is that? What am I keeping myself from? What am I afraid of? What are the reasons why I think it's okay to sleep past my alarm in that commitment? Am I self-sabotaging? If so, why? It's analyzing things in your life that are not going right and asking yourself the deep questions. And when you date someone else, you spend a lot of time going through this process of getting to know the other person. So we already know how to do this intuitively. And it kind of seems silly to have to do this with yourself. But in all honesty, have you checked in with who you are lately? Or are you still operating from an identity that was given to you when you were a child? Like maybe someone told you that you talk too much and you're bossy and, you know, or someone didn't like you or you're dumb or smart, whatever. Are you still operating based on labels that were given to you in elementary? And do those still apply to you today? And you spend a hell of a lot more time with yourself in this life than you will with any other partner. So it's critical for you to date yourself. And yet, how many of us prioritize that? Like, how many of us are so quick to be like, oh, don't worry, I know who I am. I know myself. But if you never really spend time asking yourself the really deep questions that really get yourself stirring, then how do you know? Make time to get to know the current version of you. Not who you were yesterday, last month, last year, last decade. Who have you grown to be in this moment? 
because we are changing all the time. We have new information coming in. We process things differently. We have new experiences that we're able to rely on. So we're always a different person from day to day. And yet sometimes we're still operating based on identities that were given to us in our childhood or in high school or in college. And sometimes we don't even stop to ask ourselves, do I like that identity? Or am I just allowing some something that someone else gave me to just run my life? You know, so maybe using that that healthy eating example, maybe you're just like, oh, I'm someone that can never stick to anything. I can't honor commitments. Well, is that something that feels true to you? Or is that something someone told you a long time ago and you haven't worked through if that actually is meaningful to you or if that's actually true? And what makes something true about yourself? Or if you're struggling to get up in the morning, maybe you have this idea that you're a night owl, you're a night person. Well, who told you that initially? Why do you believe you can't be a morning person? Because somewhere in the world, you are a morning person, right? If you think about the different time zones we're all in, I mean, hell, if you just happen to be in a different time zone, you'd be waking up in the morning every day. So having this idea that you're just not a morning person, but you're intentionally trying to wake up earlier, well, then that's not really true, is it? You want to be a morning person, or you like that idea of it, and for some reason, you allow that identity of, oh, I'm just not a morning person to self-sabotage you. So dating yourself is about getting into those kinds of questions and figuring out who you currently are. How well do you know yourself and how much do you love yourself enough to honor what you need? And your ability to date yourself speaks volumes to your feelings of self-worth as well as your confidence. And taking this a step further, can you step into the vulnerability of dating yourself in public? And that's a really tricky one. Can you just be comfortable with yourself without distractions? Without the ego telling you that you look like a loser sitting at a table by yourself. And oh, I know, I I have had these thoughts and I have sat with them before. I have been the person that ordered a glass of wine like, oh my God, everyone's just looking at me feeling so sorry for me because I'm sitting at this table like my by myself like an idiot. <laughs> but how many times do you see someone else in a restaurant and you actually think that? Can you take yourself to dinner and enjoy it? Or even better and even harder, <laughs> can you treat yourself to a solo traveling experience? Now, don't worry, if your heart's already constricting and you're like panicking just thinking about that, maybe that's not right for you just yet. Start with dinner, see what happens. Maybe use that as a, as a way to practice this before stepping into something like a full-blown vacation. And I won't go back into my story since I covered this in the other podcast about dating yourself, but briefly, we'll mention it because I think it's relevant. When I backpacked Europe alone, I painfully and vulnerably fell into dating myself out of necessity because I didn't know anyone on in the freaking country. I had to be by myself all the time. And I wasn't about to just miss out on experiences just because I was alone, right? I wasn't going to let myself not go to that wine tasting or not go try that new pizza place out or not go get gelato just because I was alone, But the beautiful thing, too, is I had to ask myself, what do I want to do every day? And I had to realize that there were things that I was doing because I thought they were, quote unquote, what I should be doing. Like, I realized pretty quickly after sitting with myself that I don't like museums. (laughs) 
I I went to so many of them, and finally I was just like, everything's blurring together for me. I'm not even enjoying myself. I'm just trying to get through this thing as quickly as possible. Why did I feel the need to go into that museum? What was I trying to prove about myself? What did I actually want to do? And then I would go and allow myself to do that. So instead, I ended up taking like pasta making classes because that was something that really spoke to me. And it's like, I just had this idea that when you travel, you're supposed to go to museums. And anytime I've traveled with someone else, I do everything that they want to do, or I did do everything that they wanted to do. And I would never really speak up and ask for the things that I wanted. But when I backpacked, I was forced to. And it was such an experience of growth for me. And that is why I can't stop telling you guys about this, honestly, because it's so fucking important. And I'm so, so, so happy that I was forced to do that and forced to experience dating myself because now I realize how valuable it is and I would know I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, I honestly think that my you know future offspring, if I choose to if we choose to have any, I will make them travel by themselves <laughs> before settling down with a partner because I just think it's that transformational. Like, I just think you learn so much about yourself when you do that, because if you're not comfortable being alone with yourself and loving yourself, then how do you know that you're attracting the right people to you? So use this concept to really ask yourself the deep questions. How are your energy levels day to day? How do they change throughout the day? What do you need at every moment? What recharges you? What drains you? What experiences bring you light and which experiences seem to just take everything out of you? Who are you and how does your energy change throughout the day when people you know aren't around to influence it? And what does your body need when you're not putting other people's needs ahead of your own and you choose to take care of yourself instead? And that's a big one for the mamas out there because I know from at least a lot of my friends that have children, there's this tendency to put everyone else before yourself. But it's like that saying goes, you have to fill your own cup first before you can pour into anyone else's. You have to take care of yourself and fill up your own needs. And then you are showing your children what self-care and self-love looks like. You are then modeling that behavior for them. Because I'm sure we want these to be the experiences and the habits that our future kids have or your kids have. And yet a lot of times the things we want them to do, we're not doing ourselves. So we have to remember that. Am I embodying what I would want my child to do? Or am I following the advice I would give a friend? So find out who you are when you're alone. And when I didn't know anyone in the country, I had to figure out who do I want to be? I'm meeting new people. What identity do I want to have? Do I want to maintain the same identity I had when I left the U.S.? Or do I want to adopt a new identity? And what is that identity? Maybe it's my more realistic identity. You know what I mean? Like maybe I allowed so many other people to tell me who I was back in the U.S. and I go to this new country. I had the opportunity to completely reinvent myself. So who did I want her to be? If I could create the most authentic version of myself that strips away the layers of all the other shit that people put on me, who is that? Because when you're constantly around other people, the identity you hold in their minds contributes to how you act around them. And when all of that is stripped away, you really have to know who you are without the labels. And this deep level of connection with yourself is real. It's where real lasting growth is going to take place. 
And when you start to get to know yourself at this level, you start unlocking a whole new level of authenticity in your life, which is not only going to make you more aligned, but it's also going to help you create to create the life you want from a place that will manifest wonderful things. But you have to want to get to know you. You have to want to get to know the shadow parts of you, the light sides of you, the parts of you that have been hidden from view, the ugly parts of you, the gorgeous parts of you, the parts of you that you haven't allowed to express themselves. Who are you at every single angle? And you really have to make sure you want to work through the parts of yourself that you don't like also. So maybe that's your confidence issues, jealousy, emotional suppression, maybe past bullying, procrastination. And maybe you start to uncover things that you really that you really don't want to get into because maybe they scare you. Or maybe they're parts of you that you've always hated about yourself. Why is that? Dive into why you think that is something that is a part of you, why you think it's something that you have to identify with. And if it's something you truly hate about yourself, figure out what you need to do to to either reconstruct and transform that and let that part of your identity go. Or maybe figure out why that's there to challenge you and how that can help you grow. And the scary thing is a lot of people don't want to create this downtime without any distractions because when they really sit with themselves, you can get into those really hard questions that you might be avoiding in your day-to-day life. Maybe you might want out of a marriage, but you don't want to admit it. Maybe you want out of your career, and that's scary. Maybe you just want out of your current identity. Everyone thinks that you are this one person, and you hate it. Maybe you want to explore a different sexual identity, and you've been terrified to allow yourself to do that or to admit it. Who are you and who do you want to be? Date yourself so that you can get to know all the sides of you, all the sides that want to be expressed, and all the sides of you that have want to be or that have wanted to be suppressed, even. And this is tough stuff, ladies. This is the hard work that really, really matters. We could talk about all the fun, fluffy shit all day long. You know, the the pretty journals and the positive thoughts and the positive relationships and like all that shit, but Most of the time, when people really want to get into manifesting their best lives, this is the work you need to be getting into. And in order to get into this work, you have to date yourself. You have to sit with yourself. You have to find intentional time to consistently get to know you and to work through the stuff that's no longer serving you. And obviously, you don't have to travel to experience this. I was just throwing something out there. You can take yourself to dinner, to a park, to the beach to your backyard with a glass of wine, but make sure you bring a journal. I didn't say that in the last episode because I thought, you know, just find time to think through things. But I really think that when you bring a journal, it keeps you, it it reminds you of what you're there to do. And keep your phone in the purse or backpack or better yet, just leave it in the fucking car. (laughs) Do not bring your phone in. And I used to say that, sure, bring your phone in. You could take notes and like write this down in your notes. But the challenge with that is that when people have their phones in front of them, It's so easy to open up Facebook or Instagram or your email or if someone calls or texts you to just get back to them real quick before you start. And then the next thing you know, you're just productively procrastinating and finding out all these other things. Well, oh, I just need to do this first. Just eliminate the entire potential for that procrastination and put the phone aside somewhere or put it up and bring the journal to remind you what you're there to do, the work that you're there to uncover. And I also find that writing down things 
allows new ideas and new thoughts to surface that sometimes your conscious brain keeps pushed down for whatever reason. So try try writing in a stream of unconsciousness. So when you start writing, just just write. Just put your pen to the paper. Start writing all these things about yourself and just allow your unconscious mind to just take over. I know it sounds silly, but after you've been writing for about two to five minutes, you'll find that your your hands just going and you're just writing. And it really just feels like this stream of of word vomit coming out onto the paper. So don't worry if it doesn't make sense, if it's not, you know, perfect grammar or punctuation or if it's even legible. Just write. Do yourself a favor and allow yourself to write. And don't judge what is going down on the paper. Because sometimes people will see something that they wrote and they're like, oh, well, I don't really believe that. I don't know why I wrote that. I don't I don't think that's true. It's like that's your conscious brain stepping back in and protecting you. But your unconscious brain allowed that to, to, to come to fruition on the paper. So think on it and allow that to be what you bring to that that particular date. You know, if you find something where you're like, I actually don't believe that, then figure out if that's really true. And if you wrote it down, there's something there for you to explore. And if you feel like it's not actually true when you read it back to yourself, there might be some cognitive dissonance there. So figure out or really explore that. It's worth it. Something's there. It's a little nugget for you to, to dive into. I think those kinds of things are especially beautiful when you're like, oh, no, I don't have any limiting beliefs or I don't actually believe that thing that I just wrote down. It's like, OK, analyze that, because for whatever reason, it came onto that paper. So figure out what that reason is and write down just all the things that you notice about yourself. If you, if you need something to get help you get started in this process. And I'm talking about like all of the things, not just the pretty things, right? And some other ideas are maybe you can journal about the person you want to become and maybe journal about who you are now. And if you have any idea of what you think your obstacles are, write those down too. allow that to come onto the paper and then begin to notice what you want and crave when it's just you. What do you crave doing, eating, feeling? What emotional sensations do you need? And a really important one is to notice what thought patterns you have. Like, how do you tend to talk to yourself internally? What is that internal dialogue that goes through your head all day? What are those patterns? And are they healthy or are they not healthy? Are they serving you or are they not serving you? Really start sitting with and journaling and figuring out what those thoughts are. Because you can't change something that you're not aware of. And that's what this practice is. You're dating yourself to make intentional, consistent time. So you can become aware of the things that aren't always apparent to you. And we think we can do this while driving or while doing the dishes or cleaning or like whatever your mental checkout zone is. But you're not going to get down to the really deep things that you need to address unless you are intentional, you're writing, you're creating the space. And I feel like you have to make an active investment. And so that investment is the actual writing down. We think that as we think through these things, all of this will come to us. But a lot of times it it really takes the actual work, writing something down or typing something up, really diving into it and being intentional, not just passive. And a lot of times our passive thoughts, we think that we're getting to that deep work, but we're not. And like I said earlier, while practicing this, at first your ego is going to resist. Like it'll say some pretty fucked up things to yourself, but just let go of the negative thoughts it'll introduce. When you go through this exercise, you really start to transform. And if we know anything about your ego, it's that egos don't like change. They love status quo. It's comfortable. They know what it is. They know what it looks like. It is constant. 
and your ego resists what is unknown. And even though we know this sort of change is going to be positive change and and moving you, growing you toward a better place, your ego doesn't know that. It's just like, oh, change is scary. Let's resist it. And it wants you to stay where you are. So let the egotistical thoughts go. Don't worry about what other people think as you sit by yourself. Don't worry about who thinks what you're when you're spending time alone. Don't worry about the people that question why you're taking a night off for yourself and not going out partying. It's okay to take care of yourself, and it's okay to hold that boundary. The purpose of dating yourself is to learn what you need to be healthy and happy. And unfortunately, when we're always surrounded by others— or we're constantly stimulated by technology, we don't allow ourselves to do this. We need to spend more time getting to know ourselves consistently. I sound like a broken record right now, but it's so important, so I'm going to keep saying it. Do this regularly. It can't just be something you do once a decade. You constantly need to check in with yourself, see who you are, see what shit needs to be worked on in this moment. What do you need right now? So find out when you can make time to do this each week at the very minimum, at least once a month, and use this time to really figure things out. So maybe if you're struggling with your dating life, you're, you'd use this time to sit with yourself and figure out what is your energy? What is the energy that you're communicating to other people? And what's the energy of the people that you are dating? Is this something you like, something you don't like? And what patterns do you notice in your dating life? What do you like about past partners? What do you not like about past partners? And how do you want that to be different? And what did you like about yourself when you were in a relationship? And what did you not like about yourself? So I know when I sat through this exercise before I found Evan, I realized that I had a, I was in a relationship with someone and it was a very jealous person. And I didn't like that about myself. I didn't want to be that jealous person. So I had to figure out, well, what the hell do I need? to step out of that identity. I don't want to be that jealous woman of past girlfriends or friends that are girls or whatever. So what do I need to work on to figure my shit out and make sure that that's not an identity I hold? Because I wanted a relationship founded on trust and commitment and authenticity and openness. And I couldn't ask to be in a transparent relationship if I was going to be very jealous every time that person was transparent with me. So I knew that I had to do that work, and that's something I found out when I just sat with myself. So ask yourself things like, what can you do differently in this next relationship? What are your values? Did you allow your values to be compromised in the past? And if so, why? What do you need in a partner? What part did you play in ending your last relationship? I think that's a huge one to ask, and that's one thing I always love about people that have gone through therapy is they usually are able to articulate how they helped end the last relationship. And I think that's so healthy to know what part did I play? Because relationships are always two people and two people are always at fault when it ends. It's never just one person. So you have to be able to step into that role of what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? So use this time to ask yourself the questions that you really don't want to sit with. Go deeper than you normally would allow time for or mental bandwidth for. What about you scares you? How does your body feel? What drains you? Dating yourself is less about how you can distract yourself. Instead, it's about getting rid of the distractions. It's about finding out who you are when you strip away the layers of other people's expectations. It's about finding out who you are at your core 
when all the lights are off. Meet her. Know her. Begin to love her. She's your biggest fan and your route to manifesting everything you want. But you have to create space to allow her to come to fruition. So make time this week. Start this week and try to, and and not even try, create a consistent schedule. What day of the week will be your date night? What do you do with yourself? Do you go to dinner? Do you go grab a glass of wine? Do you walk the beach? Where can you sit down with your journal and invest in this time with you? You matter. You deserve it. And yes, it can be vulnerable. Yes, it can be scary. But imagine who you'll be in a year if you spend this time with yourself every single week figuring out who you are and which parts of you still need work. That's the shit that matters. That's the shit that moves the needle. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for tuning in with me today. And if you have any other topics that you want me to elaborate on, or if there are any other topics that haven't yet been covered in this podcast, find me on Instagram at Modern Manifestation and send me a message. Always happy to hear what you guys want to know more about, what topics you're interested in, and let me know what sort of perspectives you might be looking for, and I will make sure to incorporate that in my production schedule. Y'all have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.